The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, and you. We have a ton to get into. PBA yesterday. Tough one for Nebraska. Uh, Impressive by Creighton. Playoffs, what do you think? Uh, Are you weeping a tear for Florida State? And yes, Nebraska and the portal. Number to get in, 489-1240. 489-1240 can dial up. Find us toll-free, 800-825-5865. Always uh, participate if you do like with the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. can stream and watch the show there. The Hale Varsity Twitter uh, handle. Also give that a follow at HVarsity Radio. You can find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence. And also on Facebook. We'll spend some time in Hour 2 with Charlie McBride. Uh, Mr. Blackshirt, get his take on the football playoff setup. Nebraska in the portal. And uh, yes, Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, going to be with us. Uh, in hour two, four eight nine twelve forty to get in. So uh, <laughs> a lot to dive into right now. Folks in the in the stream chat are are really wondering uh, about the the portal, and uh, you've got different reports out there on three. Also reporting about Nebraska visiting Will Howard this weekend. I know Lincoln Riley also uh, making a trip out to see Howard. So we'll see if Nebraska pr- pursues that. Elijah, and just to touch on some of the, the early questions here in the stream chat, um, you know, what do you do at quarterback here? What is the best course of action if you're Nebraska? And uh, the, the best course of action, of action is honesty, right? And, and Matt Rule is very good at honesty. And you sit your quarterbacks that are still around down and say, hey, uh, you're going to have a chance to win the job. Thanks for what you've done. Uh, the best interest of the program big picture is also to maybe go get a guy and if if that is interest uh, from will howard towards nebraska great um you, you don't say no to him if he picks you over or or wants to be a part of the nebraska football program the understanding and understanding being that the best man will win the job and based on how rugged the big 10 is number two needs to be ready as well so whether you win the job or not, don't re-enter the portal and uh, and leave us high and dry. But if you don't win the job, it should be noted that you'll never make a college football playoff, as we learned from Florida State. Sure. We'll get into that a little bit later. But <laughs> you, you, you talk about the honesty. And, like, you have a pretty easy recruiting pitch to all these quarterbacks. I shouldn't say easy, because I'm just going to look at one specific aspect. But you should walk in there and say, hey, you can be the most popular man in the state of Nebraska if you just hold on to the football. You don't even have to throw touchdowns. Just hand the ball off and don't have turnovers, and you'll be the most popular man in Nebraska. It's a simple, simple task for you if you come here and play quarterback, right? Well, uh, the, the other part of that pitch being going to have a good O-line around you. It's going to get continue to be built up. You've got your defensive coordinator, wizard, Tony White. Uh, he is back for another year. He believes what's going on. you got a good defense here. 
Um, and uh, look, there are some weapons. They're young, but they're talented in the wide receiver room. Uh, th- this offense can be a lot of things. It can be balanced. It can be physical. It can be explosive. Uh, and uh, not that they were a lot of the time last fall, but they were with uh, the instance of, of finding a guy like Lloyd or Malachi deep a couple of times. I mean, you've got some speed on the, the outside there. You've got a all-world tight end potential in Thomas Fedoni. And you've got a pretty experienced line. So we're making that pitch for Nebraska. If Lincoln Riley sits down with Will Howard and says, dude, here's my track record. I may not have recruited all these kids to quarterback, but uh, through the portal or transfer process or just out of high school, I've got the, the last X number of Heisman winners. I've got the last X number of, of quarterbacks picked pretty high in the first round. And I promise you, we'll have a better defense, allegedly. Uh, but we're going to let you throw the football a lot. And uh, it's, it's a guy like you, Will Howard, in the Big Ten makes sense. Come on to SC. Oh, and by the way, whatever, wherever you're going to get drafted, we'll probably top and beat that NIL money-wise. That would be so disappointing, though, if Will Howard goes to USC. Not for Nebraska's sake, but I think it'd be a lot funnier to see Oklahoma fans blow a gasket if Lincoln Riley goes and gets Dylan Gabriel out of the portal. That's also quite possible and back funny. Back-to-back Oklahoma starting quarterbacks? Oh my God, the Sooner fans would be blowing a gasket. Would that I, not be the best thing ever? I don't know that, that Lincoln will set foot in the state of Oklahoma again ever. I think it's going to be a situation where, hey, can we meet at the neutral site in a public area? <laughs> okay, can we do that? And we can't do it in Norman. We can't do it uh, in, in Oklahoma City. Let's meet at a Cinnabon in Omaha. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's go see Gene at the Cinnabon in Oakview, and and he's got a nice quiet spot for us. So, the, the other part of this too, when we talk portal. And right now, it looks like John Goodwin and Jake Apple get the two kids in the portal right now for Nebraska. Uh, but no, Nebraska is going to have to kick all tires uh, at the quarterback spot, maybe at wide receiver, uh, maybe at offensive line. Because uh, if Ben Hart doesn't come back, does Corcoran go to right tackle, right? Or do you play some of the kids that are... Or do you slot Corcoran back into guard? Do you or put him at guard? Or... How do you right. feel about uh, young... Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins. Evans Jenkins. Yeah, I like Jenkins. Evans Jenkins, but you keep Evans Jenkins at guard if if uh, if Scott comes back at center. Because mm-hmm. you got Lutowski, kind of the heir apparent possibly. So you preach competition, you preach fair competition, and you got to be in uh, for, for everybody. Whether you win the job or not, you, you got to be ready. So uh, right there is, is my two cents on things. Uh, I suppose we aren't lucky enough to have Howard's girlfriend on the Husker soccer team. I, I, I don't know, Brian. I don't know who Howard's uh, dealing with. I do know that there is a connection with Adrian Martinez. Well, that was Adrian's connection to, to Kansas I, State. I, 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 yes, but let me flip it around here. Adrian's a guy that's still in the state. Uh, Adrian's a guy that is doing some work for Nebraska, and I know he's also represented by our our dear friend Jeremiah Searles, and we're talking to Searles tomorrow. Based on how that went with Adrian's year down at Kansas State and then Will coming in and really 
performing well when Adrian got dinged to 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 the Big Twelve championship. I, I would think there's a guy that Howard can reach out to. What's Nebraska all about? Different coaching staff, but what's it like to be the guy at Nebraska if you're the quarterback? And Adrian wasn't a portal get; he was the stud, uh, you know, high school standout that really played well and gave it all for the the state of Nebraska, and then uh, wisely, I think, made a move down to Kansas State. And he was really good for them until he got hurt. So, And Will Howard came in and played great football and didn't even have a decent year this year. I'm kind of shocked, honestly, he's leaving K-State. He's either leaving K-State for – I mean, it's two-way. I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. And let me talk out of both sides of my mouth because he's got a really good program there. They're they're a 9-10 win football team, and the the Big 12's – uh, really a strong league. Uh, how strong will it be once Texas and Oklahoma leave? Not as strong. But but that's a team and, and a program that can go win 10 ball games next year or, or better. But does he want to go play for a championship? Does he want to be a playoff contender? I think a Big 12 champ is probably a playoff team next year because you're expanding to 12. It's as simple as this, though. For the quarterbacks that are in the portal, and there's a lot of them. There's Money and opportunity? It's It's – more about the money than anything. I mean, look at a guy in Will Howard, and this is no slight to him, not your future first or second round NFL draft pick. Maybe you can get lucky and be the Brock Purdy that goes in the seventh round and makes a name for yourself, but the odds are... You're going to make your most money next year. This offseason is the highest earning potential that you'll have in your entire life. Not just in your football career, in your entire life. You can set up your 401k. You can have your retirement taken care of by the time you're done with college if you play your cards right. Mm -hmm. You enter your name in the portal. I mean, that's what I think Dylan Gabriel's status is Oklahoma. I think I'd still put the odds on favor on him returning to Oklahoma after entering his name in the portal. Hey, you're going to go play your NIL leverage and make sure that you get taken care of for your final season of eligibility. That's what I think a lot of these quarterbacks are doing. They're going in there and saying, hey, you know what? Who's going to take care of me? Who is going to allow me, because of my college football playing career, to have an early retirement and whatever I end up doing? Because for a lot of these guys, I mean, the the odds say you're not going to be an NFL starting quarterback making millions of dollars. So go maximize your earning potential now. Go take care of your retirement before you're done with college and set yourself up for life. It's, it's as simple as that for a lot of these mm-hmm. guys, and that's why I think the story is likely for Will Howard as well. Well, Elijah asked the question, what's the likelihood of Chubb staying if uh, there is a transfer quarterback? I, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I pray that, that Chubb stays. I think he's shown me a lot. I think there's a great ceiling for Chubba. There's all sorts of talent he has, and he's persevered here. He's just needed to stay healthy. Because if he stays healthy, he probably wins the job. He's probably the guy that they go to after the Sims experiment, uh, and away you go. And a, a full season of Chubba Purdy playing quarterback for Nebraska, I don't want to lose that opportunity. And I think that's probably been communicated and expressed to Chubba. The question is, what, what does he want to do if he graduates in December? Because he could be a grad transfer. So... That's that's just it. Does he like what he's got going here uh, at Nebraska? And is he confident enough that, okay, I've got a leg up. I know the language, same OC, I know the personnel. I should go win this job. Uh, doesn't matter who comes in here as a, a portal quarterback. You understand that. Chubba was one of those guys himself when he went from Florida State to Nebraska. He liked – I mean, he could have been the guy – think of Chubba's down at Florida State still. Each have a pretty playing on that offense. Is Florida State left out of the playoff? Probably. May, well, yeah. unless unless they look a hell of a lot better. I mean, they were they were at a true freshman quarterback uh, trying to go, not fumble the ball and screw it up. 
in that ACC championship game. I mean, I think anyone but Jordan Travis playing quarterback for Florida State keeps them out based on the, the committee. We'll we'll get into the committee. We'll, a little we'll, bit we'll later get there. The we'll hour. get there. We'll get there in a little bit. We, we got plenty of time. We can spend on the committee. I know that was a the committee mess yesterday. Oh yeah, plenty of, of thoughts, plenty of, of comments. Uh, we'll get to more of your comments here uh, in the stream as well. Four eight nine twelve forty to get in, but uh, yeah, I mean, her Dizzle asks a good question. Are there any issues of, if Howard visits? Well, no. I mean, I, I think guys get it. I think it's going to be explained by Rule and Company that you're going to kick tires, and guys do get it. Do they'll understand that it is uh, today's theme, a uh, you know, business decision. And is the best fit for me going to be at Nebraska? To be honest, to be absolutely honest, to me, if I'm a portal quarterback, I can love the NIL part of things. I can love Matt Rule because I think that's going to be the, the, the winner for Nebraska is his ability to communicate and make a, a quarterback comfortable. But the, the roster itself, the guys that have been in the building with Rule, those are, those are the guys you're going to listen to as a portal quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take that temperature and say, okay, these guys are for real. This guy's somebody that I want to play for. That's going to be it. Uh, because what you're, what you're presenting on offense is, is a tough sell to a lot of quarterbacks just after a year one. Hopefully they'd understand the fact that it's been a bit of a hodgepodge because of the injury situation. Well, and Schmitty, should we, should we finish this segment here while we're talking transfer portal quarterbacks? Daniel Kalen on Twitter yesterday makes it official early enrollee. I think yeah. it, was, it was assumed he was going to be an early enrollee, yes. but then he says, I'll be on campus next month. Satterfield enroll in home yesterday with Daniel Kalen. Are, are we discounting the, the Kalen aspect of the conversation? I, I am just because of this, and, it, and it's not, we'll get to your calls here too in a minute. I just think it's a tough ask for any freshman going from high school to college to go in a job without a redshirt year. I think it's absolutely borderline impossible. You've got Dude, Arizona did it. Well but, year. but he was he was the second team guy. But then he gets his chance. I mean same with no, Caleb Williams. Sure. Caleb Williams steps in as a true freshman quarterback sure. and these guys are otherworldly talents. Do you are. have that in Daniel Kalen? I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think I think he's gonna be a really good quarterback. And, I, and I think I'm with you. I think it'd be dumb to forecast him as a starter right now, but I don't want to do it to him. I, I don't want to <laughs> throw him completely out no, of the conversation. Let him, because let him compete. One, one thing we know about quarterbacks, though, is there's this element of either you got it or you don't. There is some development that occurs in mm-hmm. college. It's It comes down to what's between the ears usually with that mm-hmm. development. But, like, if a guy's got it as a college quarterback, usually you see some of that as a freshman. No, you do. And, and I want to see what, what Kalen looks like in the spring game. And he could very well have it. But I think that's a huge ask, and it's not fair to the kid a lot of times to just, hey, jump on into the deep end. That's not a shark, no. Uh, what? Uh, who's on the line with we us? we got Brian on the line. Brian, thanks for calling. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I'd like to comment on the uh, oh, the uh, national championship top four teams. Sure. Uh, you probably won't like what i got to say, but you got to remember, this is the top four teams right now. Mm-hmm. One, Washington. Two, Texas. Three, Alabama. And four, Georgia. No Michigan? No I, Michigan. I, Sorry. You know, that's fine. Brian, look, man. And you're, I you're, have, you're, I, if you let me explain. Go for it. Yeah. Look at the strength of schedules. We've had these rules for better than 20, 20 plus years. 
Michigan, the last two years, have had a strength of schedule. They rely on Ohio State. Mm -hmm. They rely on Penn State. This is a down year for both the ACC and the Big 12, uh, or Big 10, I'm sorry. Brian, it's I, down, I don't... It's, it's a down year. No, now, I... the scenario would have played out, what if, if Georgia would have beat Alabama, Florida State's in no matter what. Don't disagree. Brian, we're up against a hard break. I, I appreciate your top four. We'll get into that in a moment. 489-1240. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio. Plenty of thoughts coming up here on the College Football Playoff Committee. Their selection, Bama in over Florida State. Are you outraged? Do you get it? Or are you just okay with it? Because what do you want to see? Do you want to see... Uh, two great semis and a great national championship? Are you about the theater? Are you about the matchup? Are you about a uh, high-level competition? Or do you want to see uh, TCU v. Georgia again? That was the great fear. And we'll get to Nebraska Creighton here in just a moment, I promise. That's the fear, man. That's absolutely the fear. It's a business decision by the playoff committee. Uh, it's with ESPN, in my humble opinion. It's the SEC. You're not going to piss them off. Anybody else, anybody else, Florida State's in. But they're not going to diss Alabama. They're not going to diss Nick Saban, period. And sometimes there's just too much juice you're going up against. I feel awful for Florida State, but they couldn't and wouldn't beat anybody that's in front of them in the playoff. They wouldn't beat Alabama. They wouldn't beat Georgia. Georgia should not be, but Georgia should be in front of 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 of, of, of where Florida State's you, at. You can't I can I, I, I can I, I I commend Florida State for navigating three games and being three and zero with backup quarterbacks and a great defense. I just don't. They just don't have enough horses. Nebraska suffered this similar situation in '94. Hold on with me for two seconds. And it came down to Nebraska or Penn State. Okay, Nebraska didn't share anything in 94. Why did Nebraska get the nod? Well, they beat Miami in Miami, kind of like Bama just beat Georgia in Atlanta. All right, first off. Second of all, Nebraska won some monster games of consequence with their air quote backup quarterback. They beat a top 15 K-State team with Matt Terman. All right. And then they beat number two Colorado in the country with Brooke Behringer. So there was some some de- there wasn't a committee either. Uh, there was no uh, nice way to do it. Nebraska, you're going to the Orange Bowl. You're playing Miami in Miami. Uh, Penn State, sorry, you're off to play Oregon in the Rose Bowl uh, because uh, the Rose Bowl's end all be all for the Big Ten, or at least it was. So I I I have they still need to play the game. They're not going to do a play in game between Bama and Florida State. Sorry and. I know there's data out there about what the ACC is versus the SEC. I get it, but Florida State just doesn't do it for me. As simple as and that. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Is It's not about could Florida State beat Michigan. The committee doesn't care about that. They kind of do. If they cared about it, they would put could they, Florida State Could they in. give Michigan a good game? That, that's not what it's about. Oh, yes, at, it at is. The they, the want, they, want, they absolutely want viewers. There it is. There it is. 
So and, and here's the thing. What, gonna, what, what matchup has more juice in your mind? Michigan, oh, Bama, it's, it's or Michigan, Michigan Florida Bama. State? It's absolutely it's not it's, even it's the close. Bama brand. The committee doesn't and it's gonna care. Be a, it, it's going to be a decent game, says Las Vegas. Yeah, the committee doesn't care if Florida State was going to give Michigan a game. The committee doesn't care kinda if Florida care. State was going to beat Michigan. It doesn't matter. TV folks really kind of care. No, it doesn't matter because if you draw eyeballs to the television, it doesn't matter if the best two teams are playing. Are the, you the college are football you gonna... playoff has not been about finding the best team in America. It's about finding the greatest viewership in America. And it's, you can sell again, it at the business, end of the year. Business decision. You can but sell it at the end of the year by saying, you know what? We're we saying the, the same four best thing. teams in the country. It's not about finding the four best teams, clearly. Yeah, you're kind of going with the four best. How do you know? Because you're not giving Florida State a chance to prove it. Why they're undefeated. Why they ran the table in the They look season. drastically different now without their starting stud quarterback. If you're going with the eye test, was Iowa the best team in the Big Ten West this season? If you're just no, but, going they, by the but, eye they, test? but they won their division. Yeah, and Florida State won their conference, running the table. They did everything they had to do. They won games. That's what matters at the end of the day. What matters at the end of the day is that Iowa won their football games that they needed to win. They this did year not have have the best record in the Big Ten on West. Their if schedule. you just go by eye test, Iowa was far from the best team in the Big oh, Ten West. They, they were hard to watch this Saturday, my friend, in person. But the eye test doesn't <laughs> matter. It comes down to did you deserve to get into the Big Ten championship game? And Iowa did everything they needed to do to deserve it. They it wasn't got a the committee wins. voting them in. I mean, it was. It was set up through through divisions. We'll get your thoughts. I I cry for Florida State a little bit because it's a hard moment for the players, the coaches, the conference, and it's it's bad. But anybody else, and they're probably in. But you're not going to be able to take down that giant that is Bama. It's viewership. It's matchup. It's what's going to get folks. More juiced up. And Florida State's still a, a, a brand and a blue blood. I mean, historically, they're great, but they're not Alabama. But let me ask you this. If Florida State and Alabama had a play-in game to determine who had the right to play Michigan and Florida State wins it. Then I'm corrected. And that's not the point here. Do you still think that would get as good as ratings? Oh, as, hell as, yes. As if Alabama played Michigan? I don't think so. Well, if they, if they, were, if they beat Alabama to get in, hell yes, they would. You'd, you'd, you'd see the, the curiosity factor. That, that, that play-in game would get monster ratings. <laughs> oh, and now it would, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because of the drama. And the Orange Bowl is going to be kind of uh, morbid <laughs> and curious, isn't it, when you have Georgia and, and, and Florida State? Well, like, honestly, if this is scripted, poetic justice is going to be that Florida State beats Georgia and Bama beats Michigan. Nine to six. And everyone can admit, you know what? On paper, it's impossible to predict who the four best teams in the country are. It is impo- The committee has an impossible task if you're trying to predict the four best teams in the country. Almost impossible to do. You can't predict the game of football on paper because football isn't played on paper. That's what they try to do. So it's not about establishing the four best teams and putting them in. It's about establishing which four teams are going to get the most eyeballs on the television set. Which four teams do you care about? Can we, can we say what it is? Uh, the college football playoff is on ABC and ESPN. Mm-hmm. Their partner is the SEC. Yep. That's part of this business decision you're not gonna 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 piss off your partner that that that's it that's that's part of this too and the acc i know what the conference did against the sec this year and yes the sec was down but still pound for pound when i look at bama beating georgia that's the the argument maker for me as well best team in football right now has been georgia and you were impressive to say the least uh, on Saturday to beat to beat Georgia like you did to hang on by three you were up 10 you hung on by three and you've seen Bama 
kind of get better as the year has gone on. Florida State has survived, to their credit. Well, Bama survived against Auburn. Totally. Georgia survived against Georgia Tech. That's a part of the name of the game. And I don't think you can discount the fact that a team went undefeated. But at the end of the day... It's not about that. At the end of the day, you're getting your your for sale sign out if you're Clemson in Florida State and you're moving to the SEC because clearly you can't beat them. You're not given a chance to beat them. You'll need to join them Mm -hmm. to be part of the playoff in the future, uh, possibly. Who's with us? We have Pete on the line. Pete, thanks for calling. Go ahead. How are you doing today? We're good. What do you think? Well, first of all, you know, I don't like 12 people that probably half of them never played football. Uh, in their life, deciding how good somebody is and how good somebody isn't, uh, depending upon one player going down. Uh, the thing that bothers me is is they changed the narrative. Before it was a conference champion, undefeated conference champion was super important mm-hmm. on a Power 5 team. They kind of went away from that on this. I think Florida State got screwed. Uh, Are you upset about it? I'm not upset. I just I, I think it was kind of an unjust uh, decision. And, and a couple things you guys haven't talked about is number one, Alabama won that game, but on that fourth down, that could have that flipped the whole game. If the ref would have called the right call <laughs> on the replay, that would that would have been a whole different game. So now we're talking players. If they get injured, we're going to change the narrative. Well, are we going to change the narrative on, on ref calls, too? The the refs, have, the Zebras have not had a good good month in basketball or football, Pete. They've had a good decade. They've had a good century. Keep going, Pete. I jumped in on you. <laughs> well, the other thing, you know, I, I hope Florida State goes out and beats Georgia. And if they do, can they claim a share of the national championship like UCF did? I, I would start printing T-shirts right now, Pete. If, if, you, if you beat Georgia... Uh, and you beat them soundly, I think that'd be a minor miracle just because I think Florida State's so deficient on offense right now, and we've watched deficient offense not only from Iowa but also from Nebraska all season long. I agree, but at the beginning of the year, I heard you guys say Chubba Purdy didn't have a chance. He he, he played terrible last year. There was, and, there's no he should be first or second string. When he got off injury, he come in, and now now we're saying, "Gee, Chuba ain't that bad." He, he got time. Four weeks he of looks before that bowl game. You don't know how good and and how they can detail the offense to to um, take advantage of of that second string quarterback strength at Florida State. It could be he could play well. Well, he could. He could. I I don't know Florida State's quarterback setup other than he had a true freshman going into the ACC title game, and it was rough. But he, uh, he he led him to a win with Chuba. Yeah, that's what's so intriguing about him, Pete. Thanks for the phone call. Is the uh, the night and day difference? He looks like from a from a uh, composure standpoint. Four eight nine twelve forty. We're deep into the. Are you feeling sorry for Florida State discussion? We will get to basketball. Nebraska whacked at home by Creighton. And uh, some comments and thoughts on that, but no, I I am not. I'm not upset at all with with Bama getting in. I mean, I'm I'm a grown up, and sometimes you get shafted. Florida State doesn't have to apologize for everything. I think you and I are 
maybe not terming it the same, but I think we're in agreement with, with both points. I'd rather watch Bama play Michigan. Yes, and, and that's that's totally it. And as a football fan, I don't think you want to see TCU Georgia part two. Well, and, and, and it's as simple as worst case scenario. It's as simple as the fact that the committee this year is exposed. It's not about finding the best college football team in America. It's about creating a playoff that is going to get you the best ratings and make you the most money. I think this has exposed that fact. If you wanted to find the best team in college football, you would put Florida State in that game because no one's beaten. Well, you'd, you'd have you'd have a sixteen team playoff like our friend the Pirate True. always suggested. Who's with us? Go to Bruce. Bruce, thanks for hanging in. Go for it. Hey, Chris. Well, I got to tell you. I first of all, okay, uh, you lied. You're not a grown man. I'm your friend. I know you better than that. So <laughs> I'm not sure like that. Okay, so give me a break, man. Uh, no, two points. Okay, you made my first point earlier. Okay, the '94 season. Based on that argument alone, okay, it was NU, PSU, Miami, and Colorado. We would have taken Florida's place, which means we went to the Fiesta Bowl and played Notre Dame, and the four-team playoff would have been uh, Penn State, Miami. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Penn. Yeah, Penn State, uh, Penn State, Florida. Oh, geez, I can't remember. Hang on. Hang on, Bruce. You're, you're up against a hard break. I don't want to catch you off. Got one line open, 800-825-5865. How are you feeling about this? Are you are you pro-Bama? Are you pro-Florida State? Hail Varsity continues. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. All right, we'll get to your full phone lines here. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, college football playoff reaction. Uh, are you feeling for Florida State? Some of you aren't because you still remember 94. Totally get it. Uh, do you like Bama getting in? Are you rolling your eyes because it's the SEC uh, good old boys club? Uh, get that too. I think Georgia, uh, I know they just got beat. You want to talk about somebody though that has zero margin for error? Georgia's been great for almost three opportunities here for a national th- three peats. They, they lose once in three years. <laughs> They're watching down on South Beach at the Orange Bowl. Right. I mean, you, you got to win. It you got to win to get in. Unless you're, unless Florida, you're Florida State. State. <laughs> That's my problem with it. Is, is the, the college football committee had an easy decision if they wanted to have it? They knew they were making the decision that was going to make people angry, but I think they understand that Alabama is going to draw more eyes to television sets come December 31st. Saban would have sent, and we'll, we're talking to Lars Anderson tomorrow uh, down in Bama, get his take on things. Don't kid yourself. Roll Tide would have sent their their finest. Um, <laughs> maybe they did to that committee room. <laughs> How are you voting again? Uh, oh, we're going to cater in lunch. Yes. <laughs> uh, these aren't brass knuckles. No. Bruce, go ahead. We wanted to give you a little more airtime here. Thanks for hanging on. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, well, you know, the point is, is that you've already, the 94 season, you know, all things being equal, we could have been left out of that uh, because of our third string quarterback, which would have put PSU and Miami in the national championship game. And we would have been relegated to probably the Fiesta Bowl to play Notre Dame that year. Mm-hmm. But. The one that you guys aren't talking about yet, but I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this for right in your side because man, I was upside down over this, is when uh, the fighting Gundys got left out here a few years ago. You know, they should have been in the playoff and, you know, had their chance. And they were they were denied too. And they won the they won the Big Twelve that year. 
you know, I mean, the, the committee to me is that they're a bunch of suck honks, and they're going to be a bunch of suck honks. And even with the 12 team playoff, you know, it's going to be, they're going to be arguing constantly like, well, you know, I think that the 12 teams, at least eight of them, should be suck teams, you know, and that's the way it's going to be. It's just sad. Well, you're going to have 12. Bruce, thanks for the phone call, but I appreciate you tuning in. No, you're going to expand to 12, and you're probably going to have four too many because you're going to have a bye to your, your top four. Uh, let's go to Roger. Roger's been waiting patiently. Roger, thanks for calling. Go for it. Hey, Smitty. How you doing? Good, man. What do you know? Good. Hey, I uh, love love the show. First time caller. I just I've been listening in, and uh, I just spent year fifty six in the same seat in the northwest corner of Memorial Stadium. I've been going since I was about six years old. That's awesome. And and uh, so I said, still 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 bleed red. I, I want to go back just a little bit before uh, probably before Lysa's time and before ninety four. And I I, I I'm not a Satan fan. But I will say karma comes around because I remember a cornerback and Bobby Bowden crying their way into a game that we should have played. Uh, and uh, we ended up having to play another Florida team back again, uh, back then down in, in their home state. And uh, that was the uh, horrible calls. And, and uh, we ended up taking one in the shorts there at Florida State, <laughs> only to find out that the next year, uh, I think it was uh, West Virginia, Mm-hmm. that was undefeated, should have been playing that year. We played them in the kickoffs classic the next year and beat them up 157 to 2, I think it was. So in, in, uh, in Nebraska walked out of the back of the end zone to give them the two. Yeah, no, I get you. It's, that's right. Yeah. There, there's, there's football karma. Nebraska fans are smiling. Some are you are, are anyway. Roger, thank you for listening, but thanks for the phone call uh, today on this. We're talking playoff. Do you feel for Florida State? You nod your head and shake. Yeah, I get it. Bama needs to be in, or should Georgia be in? I mean, listen, it's going to be moot a year from now because you've got you've got twelve teams, and I give me theater, give me good football, and give me folks that uh, listen. Bama earned it by beating Georgia. Okay, period. That that's how I look at it. And I know you're going to tell me Florida State earned it by going undefeated. Well, I'm going to tell you if Bama wanted to be in, maybe they should have beaten Texas. Sure. The, the 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 fact though is it's pretty nice that Georgia I should say Bama's scheduling Texas just like Florida State scheduled LSU common opponent and um, well Florida State scheduled LSU and they beat them handily. they did they they beat them handily and and you have Bama that that won I don't know couple couple point couple touchdowns not as impressively but how did how did Florida State do that to LSU they were their quarterback. Mm-hmm. They were with a really good quarterback. And, and I would listen to, and we'll get to Kent's email, what Florida State is and isn't uh, without the quarterback. Scott's been hanging on. Scott, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Just a, a few thoughts. You know, we, you know, as football fans, we do want to see the biggest game. So my question to you is this. Florida State doesn't get in because they don't have their quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we, you know, the, the, the committee decided that they, they, they weren't going to they weren't going to put them in. Here's the question: They they ran the gauntlet. They they won by defense in the NFL. You know, championships are won by defense, and then, and sometimes in the NCAA as well. The question is this: If if Ewers in Texas 
somehow gets hurt, does Texas get decommissioned? No. Nope. No, they, they just don't. throw in Eli. Or uh, they throw in Manning. Right. But that's second-rate quarterback. And so what I'm saying is, and I'm not a Florida State fan, go Big Red, uh, and, and, and God bless Notre Dame. But what I'm telling <laughs> you is this, is that if, when we start not looking at the game, I mean, the game was won against a ranked opponent, Louisville, a nationally ranked. We trust the rankings, right? So nationally ranked Louisville with a third-string freshman quarterback, and it was won by defense. Doesn't Florida State deserve the nod? Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to hang up and listen. Appreciate it. Good call. No, that's a great argument for for Florida State. They, They got it handled. Uh, with their true freshman quarterback, and they won 16-6, to and the guy was 8-23 to throwing the football because Florida State's defensive line is insanely talented. Uh, do they stand a chance against Michigan with a true freshman quarterback? Quarterback, look at the portal, right? What's everyone vying for? That difference maker at quarterback in the portal. Come to our team, be the position the most important position on the field that puts us and this program over the top. And the committee's not wrong when they look at the quarterback and the injury situation. Mm. And I'll say this about Louisville. All right. Louisville had some nice wins this year. They also lost a a three-win pit team. All right. After they beat Notre Dame. Uh, Louisville's a 10-3 football team. Jeff Brom's a hell of a good coach. Louisville's talented. Absolutely. But beating Georgia and beating Louisville are, are, are two different things. Do we need to have, is it, who's with us? Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, I've got 30 seconds. I want you to hang on, and we'll take your call before we end the hour. All right? Uh, open line at 489-1240. We'll get to some Husker hoops as well as they got blasted by Creighton, super impressive by Creighton, what they did, how they handled themselves. Uh too early to be out on Nebraska basketball. Plenty of opportunity left for them. How do they respond? Emails as well. Charlie McBride, 15 minutes away. Hail Varsity continues. Powered here by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. 10 minutes away. Charlie McBride, his take on the college football playoff committee. His thoughts on Bama, on Florida State, on Purdy, on Nebraska, the portal. Maybe you'll have a what-the-hell Nebraska Creighton basketball take. Chuck probably got a little ticked off with uh, that. Jay Moore next hour. Uh, Kelly, you've been hanging on. Kelly, thanks for your patience. Go for it. Hey, I just wanted to you know agree with uh, somebody that said that uh... – the, you know, the, the committee or SEC stooges. But my biggest point is I think we're all forgetting about uh, Ohio State in 2014 with a backup quarterback winning a title. And, so you can't tell me it can't happen. No, it, it absolutely can. The difference, I think, Kelly, and you're right on, Cardale Jones looked awesome, didn't he, against Wisconsin oh. when they won 59 nothing. Oh, definitely. And And – in Florida State, wasn't he a third-string quarterback too? Though he he was a yeah he was a third team and he was the difference. And Bama had no answer for a passing quarterback from Ohio State when they had a run game. That's why they were able to get it get it done in 2014, I, in my opinion. I, and who's to say? I was just kind of thinking that guy before me called said mentioned that uh, four weeks will uh, 
do a lot for your quarterback, so I don't know why they leave him out, but well, well, I guess my uh, they is, know everything. My problem with it is Bama couldn't stand up to a passing quarterback. Who's to say that Michigan or whoever they would have been playing in the playoff is going to stand up to a defense that's as good like as Florida, Florida State? You don't know until yeah. you play the game. You don't give know me the, you give, me a, give me a Bama-Florida State play-in. I'd love it. I'd love it. Right. Well, let's talk to Nick. I'm sure he wants another game. Hey, Kelly, thanks for the phone call. Good points. And, yeah, I mean, the backup quarterback's the, the wild card. But let's be honest. The committee probably said, uh, red, tr- uh, should say true freshman quarterback, 16-6, to six, knuckle, <laughs> white knuckler. <laughs> Florida State's in trouble. They're, they're, they're just too different. And Bama, Michigan's juicy. That's going to be fun. Mike ends the hour. Mike, thanks for calling, bud. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I don't know if anybody's talked about this, but last week Florida State was number four, right? Mm-hmm. With a with a backup quarterback, and he got hurt. I understand that. But, and by the time they play again, he'll be back. So that's what irks me. But uh, I just don't understand. They were four last week, and then they you know dropped to five. Where this quarterback will be back next, you know, next time they play, their, their backup will be not their not their starter. Uh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Their yeah, second yeah. stringer, who you know played against Florida, but yeah. then got concussed. Sure, but he will be back, and they were number four. So evidently, it was fine for the committee to keep him at number four with their second string. Mike, do we got That's you? That's what I just don't understand. But anyway, do, do you think, uh, do you think Florida is going to beat the crap out of Michigan anyway? So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and let's be honest. There's a part of part of Nebraska fans. Mike, thanks for calling, but appreciate your your input. There's a part of Nebraska fans. There's a part of the rest of the world that wants to see Michigan get tuned up by Saban and Alabama. Well, well, here's the thing. This is part of the the. And maybe I'll end the hour with this. Do you think if Ole Miss beat Georgia in the title game after an 11 and 1 season Absolutely they'd be over undefeated Florida State? No. no. Again, anybody it's else the Bama factor. Anybody else but Bama. Said it earlier, we're both right about that. And I just don't know that maybe this kid's a wonder kid. Give him 4 weeks. Cardale'd been in school. He, what did he tweet out once upon a time? I don't come here to play school. We ain't come here to play. <laughs> we ain't come here to play school. So Cardale's a different dude, uh, and wow, oh, wow, that Ohio State team was different in a great way because they had a downfield passing attack. It's as simple as this. Ohio State got the opportunity. Florida State doesn't. We'll never know. We'll never know. Could Florida State have beaten Michigan? Maybe, but we're we'll going to ask, Ch- ask, we're gonna ask Charlie McBride. We're going to ask Chuck. Coach McBride next. This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public. The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Plenty of upheaval with the college football playoff. Some agree with Bama getting in because they beat Georgia. Some are ticked for Florida State, unbeaten conference champ. Oh, yeah, there's... Hoops to talk. Nebraska Creighton, the Huskers got worked at home. Or we can just not talk about it. We'll that. get there. I mean, well, well, temperature says football, football, football. That's what folks in the stream and on the phone lines are chatting about. We say out of Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride. Coach, how was your weekend? Did you catch lots of football? Did you watch some ball games? <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I was, I did, I were in between jobs. Uh. I was, 
and yeah, it was it was raining, and try, I was trying to do some stuff outside, and you can't do that. So it takes you, you know, you wait a little bit, and then you go do something, and you wait, and it's a mess, just like anything else. You know yeah. how it goes when you got bad weather. I totally understand that. What do you think? What's your take? <laughs> Alabama over Florida State. Do you uh, do you like what the committee did, yeah. or do you think Florida State got absolutely hosed? I think uh, Florida State got hosed, but I also think that the committee saw that the quarterback problems that they've had, you know, a little bit changing the going back and forth may be something. I think that a lot of times, you know, that the injury thing has has, has something to do with it. And now, um, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, for example, a guy at SC pulled the plug on them, and he isn't in the playoffs. But, <laughs> you know, you never know when that happens to you. You know, a week you get you – get uh, you know, going to the game and you decide, well, I'm going to get ready for the NFL. I'm not going to take a chance on playing. And now uh, your agent tells you to do this and that and, you know, so on and so forth. And a lot of it, people don't figure in their insurance policies that they have and things like that that they have to figure on. And um, so there's so many different things. But I think that, you know, uh, the Alabama's come on now, I think, at the at the beginning of the year, I would have really questioned that one, but not now. I don't, you know. I think there are uh, after you watch their quarterback a little bit, he kind of gets better as the game goes on, and and uh, you know you you know they've come come from out of the woods a couple of times with with him, you know, leading the parade. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. If you're Florida State, anybody else, Coach, do you agree with this? If it was anybody else but Bama, do you think Florida State gets in the Bama factor? Is it real on this? Yeah, I, I do, certainly. I mean, I, I think that next year you're going to find out there's probably going to be, I don't know how many teams are, these people decide on. It goes from one minute to the next. <laughs> so I don't know, but I'm sure Florida State would be in if that was the case mm-hmm. and uh you know so that that's how you know that's how it goes but you you saw at the end of the year that everybody had four teams kind of picked out and then it was all that and then they had and then they go play and have games and up coming up to it and all of a sudden it looks different and, um, you know, I think that, you know, the the, the uh, Michigan is probably, when you really get down to it, is probably, if you go ask each one of those guys, it's probably the only solid one you have in there that they know was, <laughs> was going to be in there. Because it could have it changed around a little bit, even with, you know, the last week in the, in the championship games. It's Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking the college football playoff, their decision to include Bama over Florida State. And Coach, what do you make of, of the projection factor in football? One of the things I said back in hour one is that, yeah, on paper, Alabama probably stands a better chance against Michigan with their quarterback situation, how they've come on as of late. They probably have a better chance playing against Michigan, but football isn't played on paper. And I think you have to give Florida State the opportunity for doing what was put in front of them, going 12-0, running the table, winning the ACC, 
Well, it, it's just so shocking to me that 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 you don't give Florida State the chance. But on the other hand, I get it because it's about dollars and cents, and I think America thinks that Alabama has a better chance of beating Michigan, and therefore there's going to be more people tuned in for that game. And when it comes down to ratings and it comes down to money, that's the game that's going to make you more money. Okay. And when, when you get into something like that, a lot of times, I don't know that the playoff game necessarily, but it gets into a lot of little you know, nickel-dime stuff like following and, fan support and you know um, and it gets down to the money factor i mean you know i mean you can you can see how money is taken over college sports anyway mm-hmm. you know and that's all that a lot of these administrators have in their mind is how much money can we get you know here and there and that that may have something to do with it and i i can't talk about that because i have no idea. Tom would know more about that because he's been on that committee. But, uh, uh, you know, when you see somebody like Florida State, it happens every year. Somebody is, on the, you know, not in it, on the back end of something, and they probably don't deserve it. And um, so it goes both ways. That's just like splitting a national championship. Everybody used to say, oh, that's no good. But it, when, when it got all done after it happened three or four times over the years, then all of a sudden there's two parts of the country that have, say they're national champions and everybody feels good about it. <laughs> and, that, you know, so that's, that's what happens. And uh, so you got half of the country with Florida State and half of it with Alabama. And I'm, the only thing I can say is what I've seen of Alabama, and they on both sides of the ball have gotten a lot better. Coach, uh, what uh, do you think about the, the portal situation? I want to go there. You've got Kansas State's quarterback, Will Howard, that's Nebraska's checked in on. Uh, there's a lot of our, our listeners here in digitally have chimed in about Chubba Purdy's ceiling with what he can do, what he can become in the same system for a second year, and Chuba showed well moving forward. How do you handle the quarterback spot if you're rule in Nebraska moving forward? Well, you don't. I mean, you're it's a guessing game, and that's the problem with the whole thing is, is now it's all about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people realize that now these four and five star guys they want five to ten thousand just to visit. They want money just to visit, and so that's getting into it. And um, you know, so there's so many things that are that are bad about the whole deal um, that they're going to have to straighten out when they get all this conference stuff straightened out i think they're going to have to get together and make some real hard decisions and and either direct the ncaa in the direction they want to go or dump them and uh so that's we don't know anything about that i'm just saying that off the top of my head Mm -hmm. because i think that's what they're that's what's going to happen in simple terms but uh again in uh, uh when you see something like this you know, that goes on and with the quarterback situation, the kids have their choice and that's where you don't have a choice. (laughs) You can't, you know, the only way you have a choice is what money. Mm -hmm. And, and that is really, 
that's really to me is and that's where people say oh no this is all going to work out the rich get richer and the poor get poorer i'll promise you well so i remember you saying it a couple of years ago whenever we were first talking about nil becoming legalized you said it's going to open a real can of worms and well you've been correct there especially when you look at the transfer portal what it means for quarterbacks nebraska though did meet reportedly with kansas state quarterback will howard last week and and what are your thoughts on just the importance of Nebraska upgrading at the quarterback position, I guess, as a whole? If you throw NIL to the side, the, the can of worms that that is, do you think that's the, the, the price that Nebraska needs to pay this offseason in order to be competitive next season? Oh, God. You know, when you have to pay a guy to do it at the 3D, it, it, <laughs> that's that's where that's where to me that's not college football anymore that's pro football and and it just isn't you know to me guys go to college i i thought to kind of get an education because i always heard the terms you can't eat the football <laughs> so you better go to school now it's how much money can i make maybe i don't have to you know eat the football you know and it's a whole different. It's a whole different game now. It's not uh, the pressure is up on everybody, the coaches, and so on and so forth. Agents are there, helpers are there. I don't know what they call them now in the NCAA. Whether they're just advisors or, you know, but they can't be aid called agents. But <laughs> they they got them, <laughs> telling them what to do and how to do it and. Daddy's in the background and mother's there, and they're all having a good time deciding on what they want to do if it is, does come to money. Charlie McBride's with us. Couple minutes. Hail Varsity Radio talking college football playoff, the portal, and uh, moving forward. Coach, uh, as we wrap up, I just want to get your final thought here as we put the 2023 season to bed uh, with Nebraska. Overall, you know how do you how do you feel about where Nebraska's at right now going into a second year with Matt Rule? Uh, let me ask you a question first. Sure. Did, did the old, uh, the quarterback at Ohio State go to the portal? McCord, yes, he's in the portal. Okay. Um, <laughs> do, do you know him? I don't. I just heard that on. Behind the scene here, I was sitting here doing something, and I heard that that he was, and I thought that that's a, they're just joking. No, he, he's know. he's in the portal, baby. Well, I <laughs> I think that I think we're in a situation right now. You know, if I hear the word process again, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, tell me what the process is. I mean, I know a lot of, I know what it means, but I mean, I just want to know what it is. I mean, I want to know what the process is. And the reason I say that is because I've heard a couple of kids on the on the interviews mention, ah, we're just, I guess we'll follow the process. And they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're just saying that. And so I think that word needs to be explained. And because I know there's, I'd like to have Northwestern's process. Mm. You know, if we're going to get processes, let's go check around and get in the game. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, you know, everybody has a way of doing things. I guess that this is the way we do it, and that's it. And that's the process. And uh, 
if you change it, that's the process. But you know that the word's scary to me, and it and and I know a lot of the kids that are on the team right now. I just think they're kind of wondering what what is exactly what are we is the process because you have so much change with the money part of it with the uh, with the portal and so on and so forth. It becomes. Uh, exasperating almost i mean you know with what goes on and i can just see people what they say about nebraska look at what they've done look at this look at that and uh you don't want to go there and you want to it it gets into the recruiting trash talk Mm. you know with with coaches and that's something that really it, it doesn't belong in the game what do you think of Tony White getting re-upped? Is he staying for another couple of years, or is he staying for next year at least? Yeah, well, you know, money's there it goes. Money's money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I never made a hundred thousand dollars. Now you think about it. Mm-hmm. And 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 then and when I see people making that kind of money and we win four games, I got some questions. But that that's just the way it's changed, though. It's not. Nothing wrong. I mean, do you, do you think I say it's wrong for anybody to get some money? No. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to go, you know, that way. You know, it's uh, just you have to prove it. Sure. And if you don't, it, it can it can change in two seconds. Um, you know, and uh, I remember I had, a, I had a few tough moments as I went, and we were winning. Mm. (laughs) so Mm. it's not an easy it's not an easy road to hoe Charlie McBride with his coach stay busy and we'll check in with you next week how's that sound okay I hope hope I'm still here with all this stuff going on no you know, anybody wants to come and try to buy me, I'm I'm here. Right. <laughs> Coach is going to the portal. <laughs> I can shovel snow and I can rake leaves too. You can call a defense, I'd assume. Yeah, yeah. Your coach will coach will get your defense number one in the country, run defense, and he'll go kill you the uh, the opposing quarterback and he'll take care of your yard while you while he's at it. Coach that's right. We'll uh, we'll talk with you next time. Thanks so much. This was fun. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Now. <laughs> coach, coach, you say it. Hey, hey, hire me. <laughs> One point six. You'll take ten k for a visit to your school. Uh, that he is. I mean, he's he's so serious about that. I mean, he's like, my good lord, a guy wants five to ten g just to visit. And and listen, coach is going to the coffee shop probably with other coaches that live up where he's at now in Michigan, and they're all just sitting here going, my God, we were really good at what we did, but if we could coach now, look how good we were and what, what the going rate is now. I mean, thing is, is you can't hate the player, you got to hate the game. Yeah. No, and, and he's... <laughs> yeah, he, he wants a definition of the process. Jay Moore's going to check in. Hail Varsity continues. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore at Jay Moore 44. 
And uh, one more Big Red wrap-up to put a exclamation part on the uh, point on the season. That'll be uh, tomorrow, Jay Bird. You guys are outdoors in the in the old stadium. You'll be back on the field. I know. It's going to be a little chilly because we're taping about 10 o'clock in the morning. So it's not a live show. Um, I think they started construction on the on the set on the you know where where we tape on East Campus. So mm-hmm. excited to see how that turns out. But yeah, we're gonna go out in the morning and and get her knocked out. And that'll be that'll be the last one for 2023. I wish we could have got a bowl game one. Haven't done a bowl game show yet. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like, and I'll be listening for when that phone call happens. Yeah. Can't so wait. are you uh, are you wearing no. sleeves or are you just gonna go throw back with no sleeves? Yeah, I might just do like the. Old school jersey with the gut showing. Okay. <laughs> Number 44 is going to wander I'll out be, there. I'll be bundled up because then, <laughs> then I got to I gotta get to, to work. And I got a meeting at 30 minutes after we get done shooting. So I have to hightail it down to south side of Lincoln right away after we get done. So I'll be I'll be looking good. Jay's going to show up with eye black on and, and uh, <laughs> the mid-trip jersey. And so, sir, let's talk to you, uh, to you about your long-term planning <laughs> and your investments. Yeah. Uh, he would say, not with you. Sign, like sign here, I'm going to break your knee. Um, <laughs> you just have to spell it the right way. Because if you're like, hey, sometimes in life you got to let the, let the belly breathe. Hey, I get that. Right. I, I understand that. Hey, you know what? It's not about sometimes. It's You, you got to look good, but. The knowledge is more important sometimes, too. Look good, feel good. (laughs) Do business good. That's Uh, what I always say. Well, as you guys kind of put a a bow on the season, Jay, I know we're we're removed. We'll get into Husker basketball. We'll get into the college football playoff, the the, the four teams that are in. But overall, with Nebraska, as as we get closer to another signing day, the portal, as you kind of put it all together here, bring it full circle, uh, year one, uh, great, great is what for Nebraska? Oh, man. You know, it's just a tale of two stories. Because in October, you felt like it was going so well. And obviously, November, it did not go well. Um, I think overall, I'd give it a C. Did you, you see know. growth you liked? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's that. Uh, obviously, the growth on defense, I think they're playing better up front mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. I know, I know they had some, not to where it needs to be from the line is from the standpoint, but I think I, they got better. Uh, ben Hart got better. Uh, you know, they and when guys were put in that had played a ton, I didn't. I don't think you saw a huge drop off. So I'm very encouraged by that. Um, you know, special teams wise, it's it was very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, obviously, it was. I mean, if it was serviceable to some point i mean they could obviously this could have been maybe a, a b b minus type of season but uh, when you turn the ball over as, as much as they did and just no scoring offensive outputs um you know scoring said the red zone is, was low again not not great it's just it's tough to, and I, I understand there was a lot of things going on with injuries too that that didn't help but Yep, you just that's just the main that's the that's the dagger. And it's it's hard too because obviously we've discussed enough about in game management, uh play calling, and I think everyone's frustrated by it as well, but also it's tough to do that when you have it's hard to tr- you have zero trust 
with your quarterback and playing young players. So it's almost, uh, in a, you're always in a situation of damned if you do, kind of damned if you don't type of uh, scenario sometimes. So um, I do take that you know, those decisions kind of always with a little bit of grain of salt just for their, you know, what they're dealing with. But I think C is, um, I think some people might say it's worse because it's just the way it finished. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, honestly, it was, uh, if you want to compare it to school, this they were, they, you know, they're off, you know, they kind of got off to a slow start, got some bad grades on some early tests or quizzes, you know, picked it back up. Mom and dad saw the report card, got pissed, you know, and <laughs> they got a, they got a butt chewing. So he picked it up a little bit and figured it out. And then, and then, uh, you know, you, the, the, you got over midterms and he hit the, you know, the, you got ready for the, the finals and, uh, you know, he just said the hell with it. I'm, I'm a party and, <laughs> and let's, it just, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's academic yeah. probation anyway. Might as well yeah, go out so with a blaze of glory. You just, just kind of, you, you're, you're looking good. You're looking really, really good. And you're like, you know what? Hey, C's get degrees, right? So let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just, let's just do it. Let's go have some fun and, and, and take it from there. Jay Moore's with us, few minutes sale varsity radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. And the question is the offense, the identity. I, I know that Rule and company want to be a you know a power body blow type team. That said, Sat wants to be, at least from our vantage point, an offense that can chuck it around. Uh, a team that's coming into the league. I want to get your take. Uh, Washington's in the college football playoff. They're really talented. They got a great quarterback. Their lines of scrimmage have performed well. At least it did twice against Oregon, the other more blue-collar team in the Pac-12. But their running game, Dylan, was was something special. Can, does Nebraska have uh, the personnel right now at running back, in your opinion, to to lean on a run game? We we all agree the O line's gotten better, but can Nebraska be? a balanced offense in 2024 and stick with the run uh, until someone stops it and be better, more efficient throwing the football. I think so. I think you can. If, if guys stay healthy, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think Gabe Urban's a, a really good football player, but he's been banged up his, his first two years here. Uh, I think Ramir Johnson coming back can provide a spark. And not only in the in the run game, but also the passing game. The guy is really good out of the backfield. I think Emma Johnson has you know done some really good things. You know, Quentin Ives is a guy that I know they're very high on. They um, they're gonna, what you thought he might have a potential to play this year, uh, didn't. You know, obviously got his his red shirt. So I think that's a guy too. So I think I'm happy about where the run, the running back room is uh, right now. Obviously, the, the O-line still needs to improve. But overall, the ability to throw the football is, is important. I think you you have to. You just, as much as we love running the football here and how much success we've had and, you know, for so many years running the football, you still got to be, you know, I don't think you need to be elite by any means, but you have to be pretty, you know, pretty good. And that helps with, with a really good run game. You know, you, you get people that are trying to stop it and they're they're bringing another guy up to the box and, you know, they're, they're playing with, you know, eight guys in the box, and you can, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're going heavy play action. That opens up the tight end passing game more. That opens up, obviously, the wide receivers uh, in those route trees more. So I think balanced is, is, is the right approach. But until, until you can actually be a threat running the football, it's just going to be hard. It is going to be hard to get to where you want to be. I mean, there's just teams are just not – I mean, they, teams did not respect us this year. 
you, where you can't really run the football on us just because of injuries. And you know, we you know you can't throw the football anyway. So we're just going to play up here and play tight. And uh, I think our guys are good enough. Our back end guys are good enough to cover your guys for the most part. Now, obviously, we we were successful in a few big plays, and but it'd be interesting to see going forward if they want to continue to use the corner the the QB as much in the run game. I think they they want it. They want to utilize it, but to what extent? You know, is I think you always your running game's always got to be sent around your running back, and then again, it's it's just an it's another kind of counter to that. It's you know, you want to have some RPOs. You want to run a little bit option. You want to run some zone reads, sure. But uh, to what we were kind of, you know, we and with Harburg, that's we had to mm-hmm. to win football games. You had to run Harburg. That was a strength. So, but I think going forward, uh, it's it's more heavy run game for running backs. Maybe you you sprinkle in four to five, six type of of run, you know, runs with the QB to keep them honest. Uh, and and then you, you see, you know, you take your shots on the field. Uh, with with uh, you know Fedoni, uh, Malachi Coleman, you know Lloyd, and you know, and, and maybe you see some other guys that come in here from the transfer portal, or some guys that haven't played yet that step up, and make some plays. But um, the, this off season and just how it goes forward, it really it's just all predicated around what this quarterback room is going to look like. I think it's going to look vastly different heading into spring ball. Jay Moore is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska in the offseason ahead. And, Jay, whenever you, you discuss that that development along the offense here in this upcoming offseason, I keep coming back to an old saying, and I want to know if, if it still rings true in your opinion or if it rings true whenever you talk about Husker football. Uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Do you think that there is more importance in the guys that you already have in the program rather than the guys you could bring in? Because there's been so much made of the transfer portal and the potential quarterbacks you could have. And I understand that whenever you look at Nebraska's uh, issues at the quarterback spot last season, but the old saying, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Is that true with Husker football this year, or, or do you think there needs to be an added influx of talent, multiple positions on the offense for this offense to make the jump that is necessary? What's more important, what's in the hand or what's in the bush? Yeah, I think what's in the hand. I think they have. You, it's always most important, I, what you have internally. And I think they have some good things going on internally. I think you can go and, and grab some guys, the right guys, and you've heard Matt Rule say that. Um the last couple of weeks, it's we're not just going to go get guys to get guys. They have to be the right fit, and they have to be uh, the right mindset. Either they have to have multiple years of play, or they have to be you know so good that you're willing to only have them for one year. You know, or it just it just has to make sense for the situation they're in. So I think what we have here, and what you've developed in a, a short time, I'm I'm you know I'm very optimistic about it. Do you have to go get a quarterback? Yes, I feel very confident you have to go get a quarterback. Do you probably have to go find a receiver? Probably. You know, do you need to go find an offensive lineman? I'm not so certain you need to be – you get get some guys off the offensive line. I think you have uh, the guys that, that played majority this year are are going to be – are going to continue to get better. Um, you, you have the kid that – Redshirt that came in from uh, Georgia. I, I cannot think of his name off the top of my head. But he I think he's a guy you, you look to uh, play heavily next year. Uh, I know we've we've moved uh, Buckley from the defensive line off over the offensive line, so I think they're they're high on him. So I don't think you have to go crazy. You know, it's you're you don't need to go out. You know, NFL free agency and and go nuts, right? I think you find. I don't know. I mean, I would think you you need five five or less guys on the offense, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for in the transfer. And you just you got And that's I think holistically, this is just how you have to build. I mean, let's be. I mean, 
Colorado did their thing last year. You've seen, you know, now what they're dealing with. Uh, it just it's just not healthy. It's not sustainable. So I think building it internally, doing it with the guys you have, recruiting the right people, and then you go find your you pick and choose your your transfer guys. So yeah, it's uh, definitely more important to have the guys in the hand than than the birds in the bush. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's with us. Few minutes, Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. And Jay to the college football playoff we go. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. Any complaints on your end? Do you feel for Florida State at all? I do. I, it's hard because I just look at the scenario and it, I. I know it's it's a business decision. They they completely made a business decision, and I understand it. You look at you you know the the point spread of Michigan playing Alabama or Florida State. You're probably Michigan's a ten plus you know point favorite against against Florida State, and I think right now they're a two point favorite against Alabama. Mm-hmm. So obviously Alabama is definitely a better team, but it's also tough when you you win your conference, you don't lose a game, and you don't make it. You know that that's that's a that's a tough deal, and I know it's it's hard. I mean, even though there's <laughs> just there's about a little part of me that's like, ah, that's what you get for the ninety three ninety four Orange Bowl. <laughs> you know, you kind of you kind of you kind of stole that one from us. So. <laughs> uh, Football karma with Jay Moore. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but no, it's 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 a hard, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough situation because you've seen in years past, some of those early games have been at those semifinal games have been a blowout, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously you can. If you want to go kind of some tinfoil hat, obviously ESPN and, and the SEC got a pretty big contract together. So you want to keep the SEC uh, in there and, and competitive and in front of people. So I can't say I don't agree. It's just tough. I, I, there was – I don't think that fourth spot, there was just – there was no right answer. But I think the, the, the a business decision was made. And I, I understand why they picked Alabama, and I – you can, you know, you can honestly say uh, you don't understand why they didn't pick Florida State. It's just, it's tough. It's tough, but I think just wholeheartedly the uh, the business decisions are good. I think it's going to be that game's going to be a really good football game at the in the Rose Bowl, and uh, you, you feel bad for those Florida State players. You did everything right. You did everything that was asked of you, and just because your quarterback gets hurt and you just don't think you're good enough, you don't get picked, and that's that's a tough situation. That's 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 a tough deal. Next year, not to be that issue. You know, next year now you're just kind of arguing on what, you know, nine and three teams get in instead of what, eleven and one and, and undefeated teams get in. So, uh, this conversation will still will still continue to go on, but you know, it's just not at this this fine of um, level. You know, we only have four teams. And Jay, I feel like the the safest bet here from a. a... Uh, maybe a poetic justice point of view, maybe a college football is scripted kind of, of, of viewpoint is that Alabama will win it all so the committee can go double birds to everybody that doubted them. I think that's probably <laughs> the most likely outcome right now. And uh, if I had more money to my name, I'd go down to the sports book and lock Put that on one Bama. But Jay, I want to get your thoughts because I've booked my flight down to Arizona. I'm going to be in Phoenix over New Year's. Had plans to go to the Fiesta Bowl, and then yesterday gets announced Oregon versus Liberty. You're out, dude. Do you no have, interest. Do you know no anything interest. better to do in Phoenix on the 1st of January? Golf. Yeah, golf. A <laughs> lot, lot of golf. Uh, yeah, not that one is just not. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> zero excitement. 
whatsoever. You know, I, I, I know the players are excited to be there and play, but not that, not that excited to watch, you know, Liberty and Oregon duke it out. And I, I don't know what that point spread is, but I, I would think that's a 17 to 21 type of, you know, favorite potentially in that type of game. I could be wrong. I know Liberty's still a really good football team, but it's just man. You know, in years past, I think what Tulane played and beat USC yes. last year, right? In the Chick Fil A bowl game, so that you know, it could be a good game. Who knows? But just doesn't quite. Uh, yeah, that one doesn't do it for me. Yeah, no, just it doesn't. It doesn't. Th- Louisiana no, Tech I, I put would, up would thirty. Be, I'd be on the golf course. <laughs> they they put up thirty on Liberty. Louisiana <laughs> Tech, Oregon might put up a hundred. Could, but I mean, Nick's probably ain't gonna play. Oh, he already announced that he's going to. Okay. He did, he did. He did announce he's going to. That blows me away. Yeah, he We're, will play in the Fiesta Bowl. You no, know, yeah. Then uh, Oregon, if if they want to be there, I mean, they've they've run the doorstep of a playoff appearance, possibly. So Jay, we'll get you out on some NFL. And uh, right now, I mean, Kansas City seems more than mortal, uh, losing at Green Bay. Green Bay's kind of turned it around. The Texans are a bit of a surprise. I know Elijah's Denver Donkeys fell, but they had won five in a row. Detroit's at nine and three. And the Dolphins look incredible. Philly got whacked. And uh, your Niners are looking uh, more and more powerful as the uh, season moves on. Dallas, I don't know if they're fool's gold or not. And then Jacksonville, chance to win tonight against a depleted Bengals squad for their ninth win. So the long and uh, long question and need an answer, uh, who do you like right now in the NFL? I mean, what, what team or two are you leaning for? as the Jay Moore power rankings are, are uh, almost in front of us. Yeah, I think just after the performance, you know, yesterday afternoon that with a fully healthy San Francisco 49ers are going to be tough to deal with. Yeah. You know, when you saw they struggled, you know, a few weeks ago when McCaffrey was banged up and Debo Samuel was out, uh, Purdy just didn't look, you know, he had some, he might have been dinged up too, but just didn't seem on point. But when, he, when, he's, when he gets all his weapons around them, I mean, you got with McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk and and um, Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. That is a tough. That's a tough offense. You, you, it takes all the pressure off Purdy. He's a really accurate quarterback. Uh, you're able to, you know, McCaffrey's a nightmare matchup because you can run it swell and he can just you can isolate him on linebackers and he'll just eat him up all day long. Debo's ability to to catch it. I mean that jailbreak screen, that tunnel screen they want, they ran there towards the end of the game. I mean that's just, I mean yeah, that linebacker had the angle on him and it was like no chance. <laughs> and then the defense, I mean they're off season, they're I mean they're in season acquisitions. I mean you get Randy Gregory, you get uh, oh gosh the the Ohio State guy from Washington. Um, you know, Chase. You the, so they're, yeah, they're making they're making moves. They're making moves like they're they, they want it all. They've been so close. Uh, in the last three or four years, and they they're making some huge moves to make to make it happen. And uh, I think I think right now, uh, you know, early in December, they're they're the best team. I think Philly's still is going to be right there. Mm-hmm. It's, that's probably you probably just recreated the NFC title game. I don't know how the you know the seating may, may work, but I think those are the two best teams in the NFC. And then you look at the the AFC. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. You know, it's the the Dolphins are are playing well. That offense is so strong, so potent. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are a struggle a little bit. The Bills, you know, are just kind of very inconsistent. Not sure what they want to do. Um, you know, it's, the, the you know the Chargers you thought you expected more of this year. They're they're not going to be. They're not there. Um, I just I think right now it's it's going to be 
you know, I think they're probably the top two teams in the AFC, you know, and I, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anyone. Baltimore, Miami, oh, and then yeah, may, Baltimore, maybe Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, I think Baltimore, yeah, there you go. I was, was like, I know I'm, I feel like I'm missing someone in the, in the AFC, but yeah, Baltimore is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good football team, and you get Lamar Jackson uh, dealing. He's hard to he's hard to mess with. Uh, so you got Dolphins, Chiefs, and uh, and Ravens, and then you know those are the top three: 49ers, Eagles, and probably the Lions. Yeah, you know, are probably the top three in the NFC. And, and the Lions, their offense is, is good. Their defense is, has been a little inconsistent, and they've I mean that loss to to Green Bay at home on Thanksgiving that one was was surprising. But obviously Green Bay is much improved. You mm-hmm. beat the Chiefs at home. Uh, last night so uh, it's gonna be fun to see how it kind of plays out here but uh, i still think the 49ers are right now the best football or the or the best team in the nfl jay moore with this black shirt husker nfl or follow him jay moore 44 on twitter catch him one final big red wrap up for 2023 jay will talk next week thanks for a few minutes yep thanks guys And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the discussion, the passion, the phone calls, the stream, of course, the emails. We need another two hours to get them all handled. Good thing we've got two more hours tomorrow. I know. And uh, if we did not get to your stream comments or your phone calls, your emails on Florida State v. Bama, Apologies, but thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the discussion. Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, where you can find Hale Varsity. Tomorrow, Lars Anderson going to be with us. Uh, Lars, of course, down in Alabama. Mitch Sherman going to join us. Jeremiah Searles. So, plenty of football. So, basketball on our mind. First, though, we need to say buckle up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries. Only if properly worn. Make it click. A message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. So, Nebraska got rolled. Uh, short and sweet. Creighton, wow. Uh, looked every bit as advertised to what they're supposed to be this year. Nebraska did not look good in this moment. I am not writing off Nebraska basketball. There's kind of that feeling immediately after and 24 hours later of, you know, same old Nebraska. Maybe not quite, but they got to be more grown up with their shot selection, their choices, and quite honestly, just their temperament. You can't, if you're Kisei, get get teed up because of a BS call. I mean, you just can't. You can't be down 11 and make that with free throws, uh, a tee, a three-point shot, all of it, you can't go down 15 and then come out and, and not be worth a damn or put a run in um, the, the first five minutes of the second half. Creighton's too money. They're yeah, too good. Find me, find me an offense, too. Please find me something to go to if you're Nebraska because it was just a nightmare. You had six assists last night, and you just jacked up stupid shots. And, and I think you do have to tip your crap. Your, excuse me. That was... That's fine. That's... Tip your crap. <laughs> Tip your cap. That, that happened too. <laughs> Tip your cap to Creighton. Nebraska ran into a much, much better basketball yes. team. I don't have that many takeaways from yesterday because Nebraska ran into a much Nebraska better basketball played, team. I thought Nebraska played stupid with bad shots. And what did Nebraska do at the end of last year whenever they were playing a better team? They got gritty with it. Their yeah. defense really locked be in. More, be blue collar for me, baby. Creighton was getting a good look damn near every possession. Nebraska... Couldn't get anything inside against Cockbrenner. No. That allowed Creighton to go four on the outside and really contest hard on your three-point shooting. And whenever you 
don't have the confidence to take a shot on the inside because Kalkbrenner is stuffing you in there. Was Nebraska on, on layups yesterday? Uh, Nebraska was two for 22 from three-point land. They were 10 to 23 at the rim. Exactly. And I know the guy's seven foot and protects the rim, but get him in some foul trouble. I mean, it, it was... It wasn't good enough from Mast and Alec against a guy no. like that. You're going to have more seven-footers you up against the Big Ten, so that's a, a reason for concern moving you, you forward. You can't but. be launching threes like that either. I mean, for them to, to for, for Alec to take five threes, four threes, why? But if there's I any, know he was open, if but If there's why? any consolation, you're only eight games into the season. I think Nebraska needed a moment to come back down to earth. You wish it wasn't against Creighton. You wish it wasn't in that moment. Creighton did a great job taking Nebraska's fans out of it early and often. And, hey, Nebraska's back down to earth, a little juice, is out of the state in terms of Nebraska basketball. It's your chance to reset, lock back in, and uh, and make improvements because Creighton exposed a lot of your flaws, if not all of your flaws, on Sunday. And you have a short amount of time to get things right before Michigan State comes to town next Ken week. emails, uh, Schmidt, why isn't Elijah giving undefeated Liberty a chance in this one? They've earned their way. <laughs> Damn it. He makes a great point. Though he does. Uh, more to talk tomorrow. Uh, find us at 4 uh, on Hale Varsity and uh, the stream. Of course, Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Follow the show as well at HVarsity Radio. Talk tomorrow at 4. Thanks. A Huda Media Production.